This is Bimo, and you now tuned into Denia Zor Radio. Hello, Bimo, and welcome to Denia Zor Radio. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am phenomenal. So glad to have you here. So, Bimo is one of my students at Bad Kids Camp, and oh my goodness, he is an amazing lyricist, songwriter, producer. I, I mean, uh, manager. <laughs> The list goes on and on. Just a phenomenal person. So how did you originally get connected with well, On a whim. Um uh a friend of mine, um Queen B of DMV, she was um at an event in Baltimore with um uh, I'm trying to think who was there tonight. So many people. Do you mean the name right? Right. And um, Malik was there with the Hip Hop Caucus. So we went from that night to the next night at Morgan State. Um, they, they had a seminar there. And just politicking, you know, and just me being myself, you know, and uh, introducing myself. And we went from there and um, exchanged information. And just, you know, staying in contact over the years until, you know, bad kids came into fruition. Absolutely. So I know originally you you didn't come there as an artist, so you came there as a manager, correct? Um, I, that's you know that's how I came in the game. I guess you know that's all always what I wanted to do. I had Russell Simmons aspirations, you know. Um, like I love to help artists be what they aspire to be, whatever their their best self is, their highest ideal, you know. Um, but um. I, I just love the tutor, you know, because you know, like all the all this development is like kind of dead at, at at labels. So, you know, just being able to help artists develop and be and once again be what they aspire to be, whatever it is, you know, success is whatever you know level you set in your mind. Absolutely. So, one has what has been one of your most challenging experiences as an artist. The transitioning from the art form to the business. Um, the integrity of the art form isn't the integrity of the business. So, you know, when I think where, where a lot of artists, they die on that. And I, I mean, like a figurative death of where they're like, they're dying for the art form of it. and don't realize that they're in the business. <laughs> like you've, you've crossed over the threshold of just the artistry, right? You're in the business of it. So, once you're there, you should you should adapt to the rules there, I believe. But um, that's that's a process because you don't want to you also don't want to um, cheapen the product either. Right. What do you think is one of the biggest flaws that a lot of artists make when they first start? Chasing money. <laughs> Chasing money. Um. You can get money doing a lot of things. Um, if you if you really dedicated to the artistry of this stuff, you'll dedicate yourself. You'll get up and do it because you love to do it, and that's that. That way, work doesn't seem like work. So the days that when your checks are coming in for it, it's a great day. But when the days when your checks aren't coming in for it, you don't feel so bad because you remember you was doing this for free. Mm. You was doing it for the love of it. But when you go at it for just chasing a check, um. 
oftentimes you'll find your check, but you're also going to get some stuff that come with it that you, you know, you weren't really prepared for. You might have gotten your check in the inopportune time, you know. You might have been too young to get that money. You might, you know. What I mean? Yes. And lyricist, songwriter, author, and producer, b is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So talk about the fact you said sometimes you might be too young to get that money. What, what would you think is too young for an artist to get one of their big signing bonuses? Oh, I mean, I, I like to rephrase that. Like, not necessarily too young, but too immature. Because you right. can be young, young in age and be, you know, well well versed in, in money management. Mm-hmm. But um I mean like when you get in it, it the things that you aspire for at, at twenty five, I don't I don't believe I haven't I don't think that you aspire for at thirty five or plus, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, things shift a little bit. So, you know, like you, you might take your um you might take you might take money at at, at twenty five and just completely blow it in the strip club that you might not do that at thirty five. Right. You know, so it's not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I mean, I'm sure it's other ways that that money could be invested that you would think of at 35 and be like, man, I wish I would have. I mean, I hear the athletes talk about it all the time, you know? You're right. And that's a phenomenal example. You know, a lot of athletes, um, especially football players, after like five years, they're broke. Most lottery winners, think about it. They hit the lottery and then within, within 10 years, done. You hit for hundreds of millions of dollars and you're done. Like, that's tough. <laughs> it's insane. Because you would think that, you know, if somebody would get that windfall that they think about, okay, well, how can I save this? How can I get a couple of things here and there? But well, let me make sure I save and prepare because this money isn't just going to keep coming if I blow it. <laughs> but it. But it's the thing. It's the fame, too. So if you, you get in the money and then you got fame and it's like, People expect you to show your money because that's what they would do if you had them, if they had the money. Mm-hmm. But then you going off of that vanity thought, right? So you on that wavelength of vanity, like I gotta show it. I gotta go buy a hundred thousand dollar chain. And then you invited so many other things into your life. You know what I mean? It's because you bought a hundred thousand dollar chain just so you can show people that you had something that you might not really have. And that's the crazy part about it. Like I can't even imagine fathoming the idea of buying a hundred thousand dollar chain because. When I was 18, I, I could have. Yes, at 18 for sure. Bling, bling, and all that. <laughs> I can't. I bling, bling all day. But 18, with $100,000 for bling, bling, that's a whole different conversation. Like, no. Uh, for sure. Back yeah. then, I, I definitely could have. Immaturity. I mean, but now, <laughs> I'm thinking land, you know, something else. Right, exactly, right. Things that are sustainable. For sure. You know, they think, and it's interesting to see, like, a lot of these different rappers that are getting sued because they they didn't buy the stuff, they rented it, but they may seem like they were buying it. That's what, people, that's what they, people don't understand. That's that misconception, is that a lot of these homes, cars, jewelry, that's rented. Y'all seem to try to have, spend your whole check on something that's rented. But these are major artists that are renting these things. We're supposed to be renting them and then getting in trouble because they won't give them back, but you know, there's that part. But <laughs> <laughs> just try to heal yourselves. And this stuff is rented. Like it's tough. that's the image, you know, trying to live up to an image. There's no other way. You know, I and like I see it often. It's it's not it's definitely like with a lot of football players, more mm-hmm. more than anybody else. 
because from one seat, they pretty much living like paycheck to paycheck, but they living season to season. So when they're all season, it'd be real bad. Real mm-hmm. bad. And that's something a lot of people don't understand. It's like you see people on TV and you think everything is all great, but you don't understand what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, it's a production. <laughs> it's entertainment. No, yeah. <laughs> no question. It is yeah. all a production. So um, when it comes to your book, what made you decide to want to write a book? A lot of things. I just Initially, I just wanted to see if I could do it. You know, like initially, I just wanted to see if I could get it done. And um, so so what occurred was I kind of like I'm mixed in, you know, fictionalization and, and truth. And just my imagination from the place to where I was at that time, I just wanted, you know, just see if I could do it. So, I, you know, it was a wonderful thing. I, not only did I write that, that was a, like, like I said, like a fictional book, like a novel urban novel, I guess they would call it, but I wrote, like, plenty of, like, essays that I compiled about just thought and metaphysics and things of that nature. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So, you have been with Bad Kids Camp since the beginning. Tell people that don't know about it, like, a little bit about your experience. Oh, I mean, my experience has been probably, I don't know, I, I like to say one of a kind. I would hope everybody would get a one of a kind experience, but um, it's like I got an opportunity to come in, like you said in the beginning, and work with a lot of different artists from so many different places. I think like at that time, like when we first started, you had artists, West Coast artists, down south, Midwest, you know, out out to Canada, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was it was artists everywhere, and um, so you got you got to hear a lot of different sounds, you got to hear a lot of different production, um work with like uh, with so many different artists and on so many different types of music right that's that's what i that's a great artist development you know for artists that that need to work like if you want to broaden your range you all you don't want to be stagnant Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because where you might not perform a song you might write one you know what i'm saying and you you might tap into something and find that man you know i like writing country music (laughs) <laughs> you know, right, exactly. That your niche, and you wouldn't even know unless you tried. But you know, mm-hmm. Bad Kids is one of the places that um have pushed not only myself, but I know other artists to be more um diverse. Um, and, and that's always great. It's, you know, it's, it's when you keep your ear to the street, but you're hearing music from everywhere and different, and and people are moved by different sonics and different sounds and different production coming from different places. They put you in a place the way you can you can do some phenomenal stuff, you know. Right. Absolutely. And a lyricist, songwriter, and author. Be more than I guess you're on tonight, Azure Radio. What is the one thing that you wish you would have known before you started doing music? Who? Um. <laughs> the way you sighed though. <laughs> I mean, I have, I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate because this wasn't something that I wanted to do. And one day, miraculously, however, I wound up doing it. And somebody close to me had, had told somebody that was close to them, and they took me to the studio, and they believed in me, right? And mm-hmm. And I told them what I wanted 
from it. I was like, well, if I'm gonna do it, this is what I want from it. And he uh, he wrote down show business on a, on a napkin, and he said, you see that? And and I'm like, yeah, it's show business. He said, you see that? It's it's ten percent show, ninety percent business. Learn the business of it. You if you learn the business of it, you won't have to worry about you know the the show. Like never worry about that. Never worry about fame. Don't chase it because if you're handling your business, the fame gonna come. Like that's gonna don't worry about the show. A lot of people put on the show and can't handle their business. So mm-hmm. I, I feel very fortunate to know that early. It's something that I passed on to, to other artists. Um, because I man, I mean, like you're gonna see some stuff. I mean, like if you're if you're really good at what you're doing, right? You're gonna see um a lot of subterfuge. You're gonna get offers from labels that could look good, right? But it's it's not really good. Like, right. and don't be so hard up. Like when I say being immature and and like jumping for, I, I feel very blessed to not know to know like don't go for that. Don't go for that bait. You know what I mean? Right. I, feel, yeah. I feel very blessed to know that. Exactly. I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of artists are looking for the fame and I understand what comes with, what comes with it. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, like, you think, think about like a lot more artists are getting recognition because of social media, you know, but the same token, they burn out quickly because they just got, they had one little hit and it kind of just faded out. Right. Or it wasn't even a hit. It was somebody saw them online, somebody reposted it, kept reposting it. It went viral, and now we're like, "Who was that person?" And, they and they're gone. Away. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like I said, I, I feel very blessed to have a, such a manager in the beginning that that made me study other artists, Eminem's, the Jay Z's, right? Like, like made me study them. I'm talking about like literally, like yeah. you sit here and listen to this over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and learn how to reinvent yourself. That was whole whole thing was reinvention every year. It don't matter who was hot, give them something new every year and learn how to do that. Then, you know, don't go for the bait. Stay true. You stay true, man. It's going to come through for you. you. You know, I, I think I somebody said it. They say it might it take like 10 years to be an overnight success. That's so true. Put that work in. That's so true. It takes At least so 10 years. Work. At least to uh, uh, Malik say fifteen. Malik right. say fifteen. Yeah, shout out to Malik. <laughs> definitely, it definitely is about. Yeah, it takes a minute because people think like, "Oh, it just happened overnight." No, you just found out about them. What you feel me? Because what's what's success to you? You know, what's success to mm-hmm. you? Because I I feel and what I do, I feel very successful. Very successful in what I do. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the other successes come later, but like the the moral successes, they happen on this level. The oh, other definitely, man, yeah. well, definitely, and it was so crazy. So we have another artist that, that y'all have met, goes to me, uh, that we've been working with, and it was so funny because she wasn't able to talk for uh, a little bit because she had gotten sick, and she was like, "Man, I haven't been for a while. I can't talk." And we uh, was like, "Your your pen works. Your fingers." <laughs> And it was almost like magic. Her voice was healing from us doing music, which was so you change your vibration. Amazing. It was change like, wait, you, <laughs> you know, sure. people don't understand. That's the point when it comes to music: is that music is about healing. That's yeah. why 
uh, Andre 3000 did that album with no lyrics. It's about healing. And I'm I'm, going to stick on this. I promise you, don't get it twisted. I'm sure he got a check that was already waiting for him before that thing dropped. And he has he already has it in soundtracks. I guarantee you. Trust me. That sounds like a whole soundtrack album. I mean, for a nature show. It's like him and David Attenborough collaboration. It's out of here. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So So what are some of the goals that you hope to achieve in 2024? Mm. A little recognition, so a recognition for for a lot of hard work. Um, more financial security. Um, being able to being able to help more from the from this music thing. You know what I mean? Like um. Being able to help more artists break ground, being able to turn the lights on for Baltimore, mm. keep them on. We got a lot of talented artists here, and I can't wait to see them blossom and be what they need to be for themselves and for the city. You know, I mean, I'm enjoying just watching that in itself. You know, what I'm saying I'm a I'm a hundred percent right now. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but in in my heart, I kind of like I hope the Ravens win. And, and like and everything else goes the right way for Baltimore because I want my city to win. You feel me? Like, like for real, for real. I love how you said turn the lights on for Baltimore. Yeah. That is such a powerful statement. Because basically for those who don't understand, that means shining light, shining a positive light for on sure. your city. I yeah. think because Baltimore gets a bad rap. Like this is like Chicago gets a bad rap. Because media, for whatever reason, that's I mean, that's what they feed, you know. If whether it's the wire or whatever, like people see it that way, and they, you know, I talk, you know, people come here, like, and they be like, "Is it like?" I mean, yeah. <laughs> is it like? Is it like the television show? It can be. That's all actors. Anyway, no. it be like, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's also like, man, it's a beautiful place, and 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 I think like the citizens of, of the city need to rem- remember that too. I think that sometimes the citizen, the citizenry has caught, gotten caught up in the, the darkness of it. Like right. you gotta remember that Baltimore is also called Charm City, because you it was yes. a time, it was a time like you could. I mean, it's still parts of the city. I don't know if you see, where they had ivory. We really had ivory stoops with gold lining them. Wow! Because the city was rich, it was the fourth largest city on the East Coast in the turn of the century, nineteen hundreds. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's it, it wasn't a shabby town. It was four million people living in Baltimore at one time. Wow. You know what I mean? Now I we got a lot of abandoned buildings and a lot of it's a lot of you know what I'm saying. But things turning around. It's a lot of positivity being done there. And 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 I believe it's brothers and sisters that want to help. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It it looks like it. And 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 I appreciate the help they even come from outside. You know what I mean? Chicago and. In Philly and Cali and all that, like it's 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 definitely needed because you know I'm I'm telling you that what I see in Chicago, what I see in Detroit, what I see in Atlanta, that's like Baltimore is 15 miles wide. The city is 15 miles wide. You give four rappers the opportunity that anybody else has in any other section, right? The whole city changes. The state of change. I promise. 
you let you let you 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 put you put you put the right people in position, the whole thing changes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because the whole energy changes. For sure, the whole feeling of the city changes. You break through. It's a fight. win. Exactly, it's a huge win it's because win. people that thought that they had no opportunity now have an opportunity, and not only do they have opportunity, but they have a drive to want to succeed on a positive for sure. level. For sure. I, I, I love that. It's super, super awesome. I mean, it's no. something to aspire for. It, it helps me get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Most sure. Definitely. So when everything is said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Daddy did it. Mm. <laughs> He said it, and he did it. I love that. That is so sweet. That is so real. Everything that you're doing, I'm so proud of you because you just continue to thrive. Um, Thank you for all the help that you've done when it came to Bad Kids and putting music together and working with artists and like really, really helping helping us develop the program. We really, really do appreciate you for real. I appreciate the opportunity, you know, just to be in service in any way. I appreciate it. I do. And y'all definitely have helped me out. You already know. You the glue. You the glue. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you, follow you, and most importantly, book you. Um, I am at Be More Than Usual on pretty much everything. Uh, Yeah. Um, we got we got merch coming. We got a lot of stuff coming. Hey. <laughs> so, you Let's know, go. Twenty four. We getting plenty more for sure. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Bimor. You were so amazing. I will see you tonight in class. Yeah, thank you, Denai. Ah, you guys. <laughs> I see what you did there. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, y'all. Peace right. and blessings continue to you. Bye.